Judges chapter 2, verse 10. I just want to read a, a portion of it. I'm not going to read all of it. Judges 2, chapter 10. That says, are you ready? 2.10. I'm going to read the section part. And it says, and there arose another generation after them, which knew not the Lord, nor yet the works which he had done for Israel. I'm going to pray. Father, I come before you, God, and I just thank you for this time, the privilege to be here behind this pulpit. A lot of great men of God have been behind this pulpit already this month. And Lord, I just pray that you let me move through the power of your Holy Spirit, that your anointing will come upon this place, God, and that you use me to bring forth this message to seal this month of Legacy Month. God, I ask that you move and prepare every heart that's in this place. My God, they've come expecting something, Lord, and I pray that you give it to them, that you have your way. Bless your people. In Jesus' name I pray. We all say amen, amen. You may have your seats. Our legacy, it's really for the next generation. Right here in this message we, we just read, it says that there arose another generation after them which knew not the Lord, nor yet the works which had done, which had been done by Israel. This is what I want to talk about tonight. This scripture right here is talking about Joshua and the Joshua generation. Now I want to go back to Judges 2. 8 and through 12, and I want to read the story so you'll get a better understanding what I'm going to be talking about here tonight. Let's go to verse 8, and it says, And Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died, being 110 years old. And they buried him in the border of, the, of his inheritance in Timnath, Eris, in the mountain of Ephraim, on the side north side of the hill Gash. And there also rode the... Uh, and also all that generation were gathered unto their fathers and there arose another generation after them which knew not the Lord nor the works which he had done in Israel. Here we can read how Joshua the son of Nun, servant of the Lord died at 110 years of old. We also read here in the scripture that Joshua, his generation, that they were also gathered unto the Lord. That generation died. They all passed on. They all died, that whole generation of Joshua. And we also read here that it says that there arose another generation after them which knew not the Lord, nor the works which he had done. See, you got to understand what happened here, church. You got to understand what's taking place. Nobody knew after the Joshua generation what God had done. Nobody knew what took place during the time that Joshua and his generation lived. Who's hearing here this afternoon? Amen? That's the legacy of the Joshua generation. It did not pass on to others. Their vision did not pass on to others. The legacy died when that generation passed on. you got to understand, that's the danger that could happen to our legacy if we don't watch ourselves. We got a responsibility here in Victory Average, Heart of the Bay, that we got to make sure this legacy goes on to the next generation. You got to make sure that you pass it on to somebody else. Oh, but us here in, in Victory Average, how many know we got a legacy? We got a vision to pass on. We got something to do for the next generation. You see, we've inherited the promise. 
We have inherited our legacy. Our vision has been given to us. You see, you and I have the privilege of growing up and being part of Victory Outreach. Who's here in Victory Outreach here tonight? Huh? We're part of Victory Outreach. We're part of a ministry. We're part of something God is doing. You got to understand God has brought you here for a reason and a purpose. That's why we're here tonight at Victory Outreach Hayward at the heart. Come on. That's why Pastor Steve and Sister Chella wants you to understand why you're here tonight. That's why they're having Legacy Month all this month. Because you're part of a special ministry. You're part of a ministry that's doing an impact here in the city of Hayward and beyond. See, you're not just here because you're in the men's home. Come on. Huh? You're not just here because God set you free from drugs and alcohol. You're not here because you cried out to God in the early hours of the night. God brought you here for a purpose and a reason because he got to hand you some, to get some, to receive some, so you get it in your heart, so you can internalize it and give it out. God has something for you here tonight. You see, I remember when I walked into Hayward, the men's home, over 24 years ago. And you guys shared my, my testimony a little bit. And when I entered the church, I was dead man walking. I was a dead man walking, tired of living a drug-infested life. I was living, but actually I was dying because I came in infected with HIV AIDS virus. I was going to die. I didn't know how long I'd die. I was going to live. I had just found out I was infected a month before. I was incarcerated. I was already going to get sentenced to do six months in prison. Everything was set up. So I thought I was going to go into prison. I was going to die in prison with AIDS. That was my thought, my plan. That, that was it. But I remember being in that cell thinking, man, I'm going to die in here. I'm going to die in here in this prison, and this is it. And I remember, man, just like my mind going back, thinking all these different things, that I'm going to die here. I went to the restroom, came back, and I don't know where, who, or what, because a Christian never came up to me while I was in there, but I found the Bible, a small Bible on my bed. I believe tonight it was an angel. An angel put that Bible on my bed. And I picked up that Bible. I've never read a Bible before. A little testament Bible. Started reading it and reading it and reading it. Next thing I knew, they were turning off the lights to go to bed. I read all that day, afternoon, at night. I didn't even go eat. And all of a sudden, thinking in that bed, I had a brother that had been praying for me nine years. You got, you got somebody you've been praying for? Don't give up, no matter how long. I had a brother that prayed nine years for me. And when I started thinking about that, I started thinking about all those times my brother would come to me, or I would go to him at 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning, I'm burnt out, I'm tired of this life, and he would minister to me. But then he would give me the chance to accept God, and I wouldn't, I would go back to the streets. For years I did that. But then I remembered all the things he was telling me in my heart, my mind, it started coming to me. That God can save me, God can change me, God can heal me, God can, can change my life. And you know what happened? I needed, I remember in that cell thinking, man, that, that I needed to change. But I don't know how I did it, but I somehow surrendered my God, my heart to God that, that night. Somehow that, I, I did something that I don't know how I did, but I called out to God and I had an encounter with Jesus Christ in that, in that cell that night and I was saved, sanctified, born again. I didn't know that till the next couple of times I went to church. But I had a radical change in that cell. God changed my heart. But somehow the very next day, God opened a door for me and I was out of the jail cell in the Victory Irish Men's Home. That's how fast God moved. God moved from one day to the next I was in the men's home. God moved that quick. God is a God of miracles. 
God opens doors when nobody else can open. You got to believe in God. You got to start believing God for things to happen for your life. Don't believe the lies of the devil. You got to start believing what God's going to do. Not even know how, but I prayed to the Lord and he came into my heart and changed my life. And so here I was, days later, joining the family of God. And so I began to live a life revolved around God and Christianity. And when I came here, I came into a home torn down, tired of living a messed up life. Like a lot of you, maybe you just came into the church. You're tired of your life. And as I got to church, I met new friends. I, I began to have fun, stuff that I didn't do too much. You have fun in church, huh? And I began to have a, a new life. I met my wife. Huh? Came in with a whole family. Yeah, instant family when I got married to my wife. And it was something stable, something I began to live with this new life. I began to new, live a new life in God. And I, and I had a different perspective on life now. And then came the time when I had to take a good look at my life and I had to decide on personal matters about my faith in the future. Because I was already in God a couple years. I was already serving the Lord for a while. And you see, I had to make a decision in my life. All the time that I was in the church, the legacy was being preached to me. All the time that I was in the church, a vision was being cast. All the time that I was in church, I was, beginning, I was given an inheritance to accept and to believe. Exactly like you have. You've been preached a vision. You've been preached a legacy. You've been told that you're a part of the inheritance of God. You see, I knew what I had to do. And yeah, there's times that we're going to have hard times, difficult times. We're going to be struggling and we're going to be uh, uh, walking up and down and trying to decide, am I believing God or not for this and that? We all struggle. It's okay to struggle. Say it's okay to struggle. Huh? But I knew, what to, I knew what to do in my struggles. Like a lot of you don't. What you need to do in your struggles is I knew who to go to in my times of struggle. God is always there for you. But you know what? You also need to know who to go to in those times of struggle like your spiritual parents. Pastor Stephen and Chella, your leadership. They're the ones that are here that are going to guide you, that direct you. They're going to instill in you faith. And that's who I went to. I went to my spiritual pastors. I went to my, my leaders. Those are the ones that helped me get up. Those are the ones that put, instill faith in my life. Those are the ones that told me that I can get up and walk forward. When I was struggling, when the devil was battling my mind, when the devil was telling me I ain't going to do nothing, no good for God. But I believe God, and I believe my leaders, and that took me forward to the things of God. See, they helped me lead a life, and they helped me believe that I had a relationship with God. And you know how they helped me? Through their teachings, through their examples. They encouraged me. They prayed for me. That's what you need to be doing, leaders, being a good example. You need to be teaching, leading your people that's here in this church. Who's hearing me? Come on. We need to be examples here. And you know what happened after our process of, of time walking and dealing? You know what? God started dealing with me. Because then one day, all of a sudden, I understood. As my pastor, Steve, called me up one day to open in prayer at one of the services, as I went up to the pulpit and prayed, I started breaking. I started crying. And I started breaking right here behind the pulpit as I was praying. And it was like a light bulb had just turned on. I got it. I understood. This is it. This is the legacy. This is the vision. This is inheriting the promise. All that that he's been giving to me. I got it. I finally clicked on that it was a vision. I was part of the ministry of Victory Outreach. I was part of something that was impacting the world. That I was part of something that God is raising up here in the city of Hayward. That I'm part of that. That I'm part of something special. And then all of a sudden, I thought, wait a minute. This is not for me. 
is for you and you and you and you. It's for your kids and for the next generation is going to come in. That's why you got to understand this legacy that we yeah, it's for us, but it's also for the next generation. See, sometimes we come in and we get comfortable with the vision. We get comfortable with the legacy. And we think about us and we get blessed, but it's not just for you. It's for the next generation. You got to give the next generation the, the legacy. You got to give them the vision. You got to let them know they can inherit the promise. So it was not actually for me, but it was for you, for your children, your grandchildren, the next generation that's to come. That's what this legacy is all about. You got to understand God has given us something special here. Today, we are that generation that's leading, developing others to build a relationship with God through their teachings and examples. Today, the new ones are here learning and enjoying the, the blessings of God because of you. See, I have to ask you, are you walking that walk? Are you living that example? Is it for real? Is God really working in your life? Are you alive in Christ or are you just fake? Are you being a fake Christian? Are you passionate about your relationship with God, to be obedient to God, to serve him? Or are you with one foot in the church and one foot on the world? See, God wants us to give our lives and, our, and accept something he's given us. See, we got to be like Joshua who said, choose whom today you will serve. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. See, you got to make a stand. You got to say, you know what, as for me and my house, I'm going to serve the Lord. Huh? Brother, have you, have you been taking or making those decisions that's right, those decisions that, are, that are, are affecting your lives correctly and your families? Hey, church, don't you know that the legacy of this ministry, is, it's in your hands. This legacy that we've been giving and receiving for the last number of years, it's in your hands right now. We cannot continue just to sit there sitting and doing nothing playing church and living worldly at the same time. No, we need to think about the next generation. Think about your kids, your grandchildren. Those are the ones God wants you to pass down to them, this legacy, this inheritance, this awesome ministry that we have. You got to understand. You got to understand. You got to get it. Is Victor, always hear me here tonight. Yes, you and I have received something unique and different, a ministry that comes from God. A legacy, a calling, something that's so very, very special. In this ministry, we got to understand that we are called to reach the lost, the down and out. We are called to reach those that nobody wants else to reach. One time, like it was you, who was out there in the streets, lost and bound. huh? Like at one time, we were. Like your mom and your dad, they were. We got to remember that time goes by. Life passes on. Now is the time to do something, Victory Outreach. Don't wait till tomorrow, because tomorrow is not promised to anyone. We got to do it now. You got to remember that we're not always going to be around. Our time is short. Look at here in Judges 2:8, it says that the Lord's servant Joshua son of Nun died, and that the whole generation had joined their ancestors in death. They all died. You see, the whole generation of Joshua died, and unless the Lord returns, so will our generation. We're all going to die one day. This is a reality. I know many of us not to like, like to talk about death or think about death, but this will not make this is but this will not make it not happen. Death is going to happen. It's part of life. Death is before us, and I want to show you here a few signs that we're all getting close to that day. That time's going by, and it's sooner than you think. Hate to say it, but some of us will not be here much longer. 
Not, some of us are not going to be here much longer. Huh? And, and, and one day we're all going to be going to heaven, right? And that's a good thing. Huh? We shouldn't fear death. Because we're going to graduate and go to before the presence of God. Yeah? Look, for example, how many of you remember a typewriter? If you remember a typewriter, then you're up there. Huh? How about you? Do you remember? What about, uh, 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 what do you call those? A big black plastic disc LP record? Huh? Maybe some of you still have those in your closet somewhere. Or if you saw Disneyland on cartoon on your TV, but it was without a remote control and black and white, you're up there. Or if you had a microwave and it happened to be as big as your television set, then, then you're up there. Huh? Remember those big old microwaves? Huge. And see, even if, even if you met the superheroes, Superman, Batman, Robin, and the X-Men, but you only met them in the comic books, not on TV movies like you do here tonight. Huh? All these are signs that we're getting up there. We're getting old. Huh? Have you heard of Walter Conkright? He had a big old microphone, you know, on the news every morning. All these are signs that we really have lived many, many years, some less, some more. Time is going by, church. The generation's going to be gone pretty soon. And what about the next generation? Who's, who's preaching to them? Who's loving them? Who's teaching them? Who's showing them what the legacy's about? You see, all of us are part of the generation gap. There's the old generation, those who are born before the 50s. Then there's the baby boomers generation, those who are born during the 50s, 60s, and 70s. And then most of you probably here are the Generation X, born in the 80s, and, and, and then there's a Z generation born in the 90s and 2000s. But the majority of the generation today are already beginning to decline. We're not going to be here much longer. Can I get a joyful amen? We're going to go to heaven pretty soon, amen? <laughs> That's why it's important that we take advantage of the time that we have to impact the next generation. To leave our legacy of our vision of our ministry to the next generation, we got to do something. You know, because if we do not apply ourselves to the task before us, we we're going to do the same thing that the Joshua generation did. Look, here in Joshua, on Judges 2 10, it says, And there arose another generation after them who did not know the Lord or the works that have been done in Israel. Church, nothing would be more tragic for the generation than that this generation doesn't do what it's supposed to do and the next generation does not know God. That they don't know the ministry. They don't know the legacy of what's happening here. That because of us, they don't know God. How will they receive the legacy, the vision of our ministry if we don't give it, if we don't preach it, we don't live it? Who's hearing me? Brothers, the consequences of this happening would be awful, tragic. Because look what happened here in Judges 2, 11 and 12. It says, and the people of Israel did what was evil in the sight of the Lord, and they served Baals. And they abandoned the Lord, the God of their fathers, who had brought them out of the land of Egypt. They went after other gods from among the other gods of the peoples who were around them, bowed down to them, and they provoked the Lord's anger. Wow. Yes, this can happen to your children. This can happen to your grandchildren. This can happen to the next generation if we do not pass down the legacy of Victory Outreach, the ministry of Victory Outreach, the vision of our ministry. Who's hearing me? What good is it 
for the next generation to be more intelligent, more technical, more refined, more prosperous, but then abandon the faith of God and go serve other idols. Huh? What good is that? Yeah, send them to college and school and all that, but what? Instill God in them too. You know, that's, that's what we need to do here tonight. They, could be, they can be in, in all kinds of stuff, but if they don't got God in their heart, it's, they're going to be serving other idols. Church, Victory Outreach heart. Will you fill the next generation of the legacy of Victory Outreach? Ask yourselves, the promise that we have inherited from God, are we passing it on? Are we living it? Are we giving it? Brothers, you and I have a great responsibility and opportunity of leaving the legacy and the vision for the next generation to carry on. Whether we're married or single, whether we have children or not, we have a responsibility here. It doesn't matter if you live 15 or 60 years or if you have two years or 20 years in Victory Outreach. It doesn't matter. You have a responsibility here tonight. All of us here have a responsibility and opportunity to leave a legacy and the vision of this ministry to the next generation. Tell your neighbor, you, yes, you have the responsibility of the legacy. And here in this chapter 2 and verse 10, it says, it tells us the problems that Joshua and his generation had and what they did not do for the next generation. I want, to see, I want us to see these problems so we learn from them. So that way today, I want us to see these things that they did not do so we do them so we make sure that they get it. Because that generation from Joshua did not get it. Who's hearing me here tonight? The first thing that we need to do, make sure that we do, that they did not do, it says right here, the next generation must know the character of God. That Joshua generation did not pass on the character of God. The Bible says that the next generation that arose did not know God. They did not know the true and mighty God. They did not know his character, what he liked, what he loved, what he hated. They did not know God. Brothers, it's important that our legacy continues and we leave the next generation with a clear biblical profile of who God is. If we know God as all supreme, all faithful, all holy, loving, full of grace and mercy, a just God, a knowing God, all powerful and mighty, then the next generation must know that God. They must know this kind of God, like the one that's revealed here in the scriptures. So start with your children. Start with the ones that are here new in the church. Teach them, tell them who God is. Remember, tell them it's important for Christian teachings, the discipleship, the conference. Tell them it's very important for them. Encourage them. Take them. Invest in them. Show them who, who, so they'll get it in their heart and their spirit. Because it's in the instructions. It's in the teachings that will impact their lives for the next generation. The example that you set for them as you walk is going to lead them and direct them. See, most of, a, most of all of us, you need to get a hold of these opportunities for training, teaching, the character of God through your example and through the way you live. It's about you, brother. It's about you, church, Victory Average Heart. God wants this legacy to go on to the next generation. But most of, us, most of all, it's important that we model the character of God. If God is our father and if we are his children, we need to, we need to be more like him. See, if you and I are, 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 are God's visual aid to demonstrate the character of God, then we got to walk it. we got to live it. we got to let them see it. Then why are you and your children coming only once in a while to church? Huh? Then why are you involved in gossiping and complaining about your leaders? Then why are you doing stuff that you shouldn't be doing? And your kids are seeing you or the new ones seeing you in the church. 
See, we're not going to show a right character of God if we show a picture that does not portray the image of God. So you got to ask yourself, am I portraying the right image? Are you, are, you, are you doing what you should do? See, and if our next generation hears that God is love, forgiveness, and merciful, and yet they see that me and you as children of God don't, won't, won't forgive one another, that we won't say we're sorry when somebody offends us or we offend somebody, Brothers, our next generation has to see him in us. They, they need to have a clear visual of the character of God in our lives. And that's what happened to the, the generation of Joshua. The people did not do that, and that's why they lost it. They did not live the character of God in their lives. As for me, it was pretty easy to understand who God is as a loving father because I had one. I had a loving father. Even though he was not my blood father... He was my stepfather. He would be firm, but yet he showed me love and that he cared for me. I also had my spiritual parents, Pastor Steve and Josie, who loved me and equally the same. They would be firm, but they cared for me. So I learned who a father, what a father image was in my life. But sadly, not all of you have this father image in your life, and you have a bad example as your father, so you, it's hard for you to submit to a father God, to look at God as a, as a good example Who's hearing me here tonight? See, in the very beginning of my marriage, when I married my wife, Yolanda, I really had to think of what kind of father, stepfather image was I going to give my wife and my kids, Eric, Alfonso, Doris, and my grandchild, grandchild, Mikas. Amen. I had asked myself, what, what kind of image am I going to give here in this house? I could have been that macho, controlling man, have it my way or die your way attitude huh? I'll take control here or I had to think about portraying a character of God in my, my life I decided to demonstrate the character of God in my home as much as I could and if you ask me I think I did okay so far <laughs> you know at least I try I had to keep asking myself, am I helping them know the character of God or am I being a hindrance to this generation? So I'm asking you, church, are you helping this generation see the character of God? Your kids, what are they seeing at home? What are they seeing, the new ones, when you're out there, maybe somewhere doing something with them? See, we got to understand that we need to demonstrate a character of God so they'll get it. Who's hearing me? And so, another very important aspect of faith that we must transmit to the next generation, what the Joshua generation did not do, the next generation must know the works of God. They did not know the works of God. The Bible says that there arose another generation after them who did not know the Lord or the works that had been done in Israel. The generation did not know the signs and wonders of God. They didn't know that God had, what he had done in Egypt and in the wilderness. They did not see the walls of Jericho fall by the power of God. They did not know that the Red Sea parted, the Jordan River opened up and let people cross through. They did not know that water spilled from the rock or that there was quail in the desert provided for them. Because they didn't share the works of God to the generation. They didn't tell them the story. They did not know all this. Victory Irish Heart, you got to tell the works of God that's happening here in this church. See, you've been through a lot. 
You went from Huntwood to Mission Paradise all the way here to B Street. And you got to share what God has done, how he's provided, how he's blessed, how he's opened doors, how he's let you see the mighty hand of God moved. You got to share the works of God. See, God parted, spilled from the rock, and provided quail for you in this journey. God has been faithful to you up to here and now. When he, can I get an amen? Eh? See, the next generation didn't know the works of God, what had happened, so they didn't get it. So it's important that we transmit to the next generation what Joshua generation didn't do. We got to do that, church. Who's here? I'm here tonight. See, another important thing that we must transmit to the generation that they did not do, that we need to do, is tell the story to the next generation. We need to be speaking of the miracles of God. We need to be speaking what God has done here. We need to talk about the history of our ministry here and how God ha has impacted the lives of ours. How he's impacted and he touched us. Brothers, you got to tell the story. You got to share what God has done in the past so they will believe it in the future. You got you to share what God has done. So when they hear what happened in the past, they're going to believe for it in the future. Remember that we come from a great man and woman of God, Pastor Sonny and Sister Julia Argonzoni, Pastor Stevens and, and Josie Pineda. We are living in their legacy. We are part of the vision that God has given them, and now it's ours. This legacy is a reality, and that's why we're here as one of the first ministries to ever reach the junkies and the drug addicts. It's only because of this couple who God allowed to, to, to be chosen, and they raised up to answer the call of God. Sister Julie only wanted to be a missionary to Mexico. Pastor Sonny only wanted to be evangelist like Nicky Cruz when he saw him going all over the place traveling. Huh? They had their own plans for their lives. Even Pastor Steve, he wanted to be a track star. Huh? And Sister Josie, I remember she said she wanted to, be, she wanted to sing in the choir. See, a choir singer, but then God, I, I think God had other plans for her, huh? And she became a top-notch secretary for the ministry. See, sometimes we have other plans, and we think we want to do, but God has other plans for us. E exactly how God had other plans for them. God reached Pastor Sonny Sister Julie in the Bible school where they were both attending in East L.A., and where they started to reach the drug addicts there in East L.A., they didn't know that God was going to bring them together as a couple to raise them up as the first church to reach the drug addicts? No. What God has promised to do to them and through them in the future will be done through their children and through their spiritual children. That's you and me tonight. So from the corner of East L.A. to the outermost parts of the world, we're called to reach treasures out of darkness and win the lost. And you're part of that, Victor Irish Heart. You're part of that including us today, you and me, and over 500 other churches who are impacting the cities around the world. We're part of a ministry that's doing something. You see, on most of our banners, there's a reminder that says, inheriting the promise. That's the legacy they're talking about. That's the legacy that we've got to give to the next generation. Inheriting the promise is the legacy that God has given us to pass on. And we've got to pass it on. Our founders, Pastor, our founders and Pastor Steve and Josie, Pastor Seven and Chela, my wife and I, we have answered the call for God to take our cities. And through them and through us, we're living the legacy that we have received. And we pray that oh, today you receive it. That you receive it, that you understand it, 
and that you pass it on. So now we give it to you, Victory Average Heart. You are here, you need to do the same. You have to inherit the legacy, receive the calling of God upon your life. It doesn't matter if you're one day in the home or you've been here a number of years and you're not doing nothing for God yet. God has still called you. You're still under the, the brilla of our ministry. It's your time. We have a responsibility to pass this legacy on to the next generation. You can't stay silent. You got to share the good works of the Lord. You got to talk. You got to give. You got to do what God has called us to do. Who's hearing me here tonight? Huh? God wants us to reach the lost. Look, there's a historical perspective here of God that is faithful to his people and to this church. There's history here. In this church, there's history, church history. Since 1981, God has done miracle after miracle in this church. For God's honor and glory, you guys heard my testimony, I'm the one God healed of AIDS in 1999. God healed me of AIDS and I'm a testimony for the honor and glory of God. Sister Gloria Morales, she had cancer. She, I thought she was going to go unto the Lord, but God had other plans for her. And she's a miracle of God in the history of Victory Outreach. Seeing God has raised up pastors, leaders, pillars that are impacting not only the heart, but the nations. Don't forget to tell the next generation what God has done here. Even here in the heart, Pastor Tony Camp, when he came, performed miracles. Remember Steve Hayes? He grew three inches. Huh? Come on, that's a miracle. And even my daughter-in-law, Erica, got healed her back. And she was a new Christian back then. God healed her. And what about all those Love My City marches you guys are doing, man? That's, that's, that's history right there. You guys are uniting churches in the city that's never been done before in a long time. And Lord Tennyson, that's a miracle. The, the re-entry is a miracle. God is doing a work in the history of victory, outreach. And you got to know that God has called you to do great and mighty things. Brother Will and Dana in, in Africa. That's part of your history. You guys launched out a couple to Africa. Doing the work for the Lord. Wow, that's, that's a blessing. You know? This is your story. You got to tell it. You got to share it to the new ones when they come in. Don't let them forget what God has done. You're part of a special ministry, a legacy in here in Hayward that has a lot to give. But these stories, these miracles, you got to tell them. You got to let the next generation know so they won't forget to keep it alive. Because God is faithful from generation to generation, but this generation has got to do its part. That's why Pastor Steven and, 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 and Sister Chell are having Legacy Month. So we can get it, so we can internalize it, so we can believe it and start walking it, living it, and giving it to the next generation. You see, God wants to do something more in this ministry. You got a long ways to go, Vio. You guys got a long, you're a baby church still. You guys are only like 30 something years. Yeah? You're growing. You're going, you got a long way to go. Don't lose it. Don't let it go. Give it. Put it in here first and you got to give it. And that's what happened to me at the altar when I got up to pray. It's like, the light turned on. I go, wow. All this that I've been getting is not for me. It's for you. I got to give it. I got to live it. I got I to gotta, I gotta let them understand it. And some of you, have you guys been doing that? Have you been living the real legacy? All this time that you've been here receiving it. 
Don't just think because you have no children that you have no responsibilities for the next generation. Of course you do. And even you who have your children, you're, even, you're more responsible for them first in the church. Some of you bring your kids and you send them to the children's church and let them take care of them. But you got a responsibility for your kids. See, even if you're single or you don't have no kids, you also have the opportunity of impacting lives for the next generation. You can, you can start by teaching, teach children, be a youth leader, life group leader, or just start by teaching your own kids in your house. God has put us here to leave the legacy for the next generation. Victor Irish, you've inherited a legacy and a purpose to do a work for the Lord. Just like somebody did it for me, now we've got to pass it on to somebody else. I was dead. I was going to die. I didn't have nothing to live for. And I, and I was going to go in that prison cell and I was going to just die. But when I came into this ministry more than 24 years ago, the word, the love, this vision, this ministry brought life into me. It made me believe in miracles. Even though it took years to get it, I got it. Some of you don't even try. You, come on, you got to believe for your calling. You got to believe that God has something for you. Don't look at your mess-ups because your mess-ups are going to be there. But God is even greater than your mess-ups. He's going to do something in your life. You know, we got to understand that the only way we're going to be able to do what God wants us to do is believing in him and in this legacy. You got to believe in the power of God, the power of God that we serve. Keep this legacy alive. Pass it on. Share it. Keep it. I pray that this next generation gets it. I pray that they will continue with it through you. I want you to stand to your feet here tonight. I don't know if you've gotten it or not, but if you have, don't keep it to yourself. Share it. Live it. Speak it. Live it like an example. And if you haven't gotten it, it's here. Look for it. It's going to come to you like it did to me. And you're going to say, wow. All this that I've been getting all this time, it's not only for me. It's for, your, it's for you. It's for them that are here in front of you. And some of you, God, has been dealing with you. And you're like this and it, like, yeah, do I or shouldn't I? Some of you grew up in this ministry. Some of you have been here for a long time, but you haven't given it all. Some of you lost it. You lost the vision. You lost, lost like, not, you, like you lost part of the legacy for your life. But God is telling you here tonight, I'm going to give it to you. I want you to take this, the baton, and I want you to guard it and walk with it and pass it on. As you bow your head, close your eyes, I want you to evaluate your life. I want you to ask yourself, am I giving this legacy, this vision to my kids, to my family, to, to the next generation? Am I living what God wants me to live? Or am I going to be like that Joshua generation that we're just going to pass on and not impact nobody's life? You're just going to be like a person walking through and they're not even going to remember you because you didn't impact nobody's life. Where are you at tonight?
Are you part of a ministry? Are you part of a legacy? Are you part of the vision? Or you've been standing back? God wants you to get a hold of this. God wants you to inherit the promise. God wants you to know you're part of this legacy. You're part of this vision. And I know God's tugging at your heart. And I want to pray for you right now, Bill. I want to pray that you come and you say, Lord, thank you for this vision. Thank you for this legacy. Thank you for giving me something that, that's not only for me, but for others. As we play this song, if God ministered to you tonight, and you want to come and just say, God, forgive me, I haven't been playing right. 